Hey everyone, welcome to the Balanced Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Marie-Pierre, and for all my English friends out there, you can call me Marie. I am a registered dietitian with a background in psychology. My passion in life is to help individuals heal their relationship with food and their bodies. If you're tired of dieting and tired of restriction, you are at the right place. I'm hoping that this podcast will help and support you as you heal your own relationship with food and your body and give you the tools, the resources, and the knowledge that you need to finally ditch the diets. Every week, you will be hearing from guest experts and myself on all things food, body, and mind. I am so happy that you're here and I cannot wait to support you on your journey. Let's get started. Hey everybody, happy June. How are we doing? How are we feeling? Welcome back to the Balanced Dietitian Podcast. The podcast where we talk about all the things, food, mind, body, our relationship with food, our relationship to our body, the anti-diet way, which means that we don't use here shame as a way to motivate ourselves to do whatever we want. And we are really looking at the science behind, well, nutrition science, the relationship we have with our body, and really combining psychology and nutrition to really support ourselves in having better relationships with food in our body. I really believe that when we heal our relationship with food in our body, everything in our life then gets to change. I believe that based firstly on my own experience of having a really difficult relationship with food and body that really took over my life, really changed the way that I was able to show up in this world, um, to now being in a place where my relationship with food and my body really empowers me to live the life that I want to live, right? And ultimately, that is what I want for everybody here, everybody on this planet, everybody listening to this podcast. I want our relationship with food to our body, the relationship we have to ourselves, allow, allow us, us to really show up in the way that you want to live so you can experience the life that you want to experience. Because at the end of the day, I really believe that we are on planet earth to experience life, right? Like that is what it is. <laughs> it's how do we show up and how do we experience? And I really do believe that our relationship with food in the body has the power to make our life really small or make our life really big. And when we can reclaim that power and decide how we get to show up, everything shifts, everything changes. And that's what I want for all of us. So today I want to talk about a topic that continuously comes up in my world, a topic that most of my clients ask me about sometime throughout our like journey together that people in the balance program have been asking about that I see on social media. And today I want us to talk about sugar. Bum, bum, bum. I feel like sugar has now become the number one enemy of diet culture. Really funny how all that happens, right? That we go from, yeah, I mean, through lifetime, everything has become an enemy at one point, but we went from fat being the worst, then carbs being the worst. And now it's just like sugar being the worst. And I really want to talk about how sugar can fit into our lifestyles in a really, you know, promote, like a promotive way, my God, in a very like, you know, aligned way, connected way in a way that is health promoting. Um, and I really want to talk about maybe some myths around sugar and things that we may have heard. 
So the first thing that I want to preframe with is this idea with diet culture that there are always foods that are demonized. And this is part of the you know, beliefs that diet culture hold, it's really this idea that we start demonizing food and then attaching our, our own worth to the food behaviors that we have, right? So somebody who eats sugar may see themselves less than than somebody who's like completely avoiding sugar and feels like they are, you know, a better human because of it, <laughs> which is a little messed up when we think about it from the outside, but it can really do, it can really feel that way. And I remember myself when I was in diet culture and like I was eating in a certain way, felt superior to everyone because I was like, look at me being so clean and at peace and like at one with my body and my body is my temple, all of the BS things that we learn all the time. But that's how diet culture works, right? It's like a hierarchy system and our food choices is very impacted with that. And I think this is important to name because as diet culture is like merging into wellness culture, now it's all about being well and being healthy and optimizing and biohacking and all of these terms that we see now come up. Um, it, it, it all is the same, right? Like we start attaching our own worth to our choices um, and that I see a lot with sugar, like sugar is being demonized right now. Like it's the worst thing for you. It's the worst thing for your health. Parents are being shamed for giving sugar to their kids. Like it's a really big deal when we think about it, right? Like sugar has been made into this like number one enemy, but then becomes a reflection of who you are as a person. So I want to start there and just start to decouple this idea that our food choices are not a representation of our worth as human beings. Can we all repeat that together? What I choose to eat does not make me a better or worse person. Boom, that's it. Podcast done. <laughs> right? I think this is really an important shift that we need to start making. Because when we attach so much to the choices that we make, especially with food, it really comes and changes the dynamics that you have with food, right? If I attach so much worth to different food choices, um, the morality behind those food changes, which can then also change my own appeal towards these food, right? It can get me into an all or nothing mindset. It can get me into like having super high cravings. There's so much that gets attached to it when we start adding morality behind food. And that's where we really do need to change that, right? Because if I have no attachment to food, whether it's good versus it's bad, like whatever, like I have none of that. Food is just food. I get to make the choices that align for me. Um, I get to make the choices that feel good. Then if I eat, we'll take sugar in this example, um, I just eat sugar and then I move on, right? There's no really attachment to it. Whereas like, if I feel like the sugar is the devil and I should never have it, um, one, I can get into this restrictive mindset of like never, never having it. And then maybe sometimes I have access to it and then I have it and then I overdo it because I'm like, oh no, I've had sugar. Now tomorrow I will not have it anymore or, you know, whatever happens. Um, like I won't have it again. So tonight I'm going to overdo it because the diet starts again type of mentality, right? That last supper type of feeling. Um, but then we can also start attaching a lot of worth to those foods. And we see that often with dieters where we, when we feel deprived of food, 
our emotional response to certain food gets heightened, which means that let's say, um, again, we'll use the sugar, um, is something that I avoid as a dieter when I actually eat it, I may actually get a higher dopamine release based on that food. Whereas as a non-dieter who doesn't really stress about the content and like having it, you don't necessarily have that um, high intensity of emotional response, right? And that again is really, really interesting when I think about, you know, and I think for me, when I think about food, I definitely do think about nutrition science, but I really do bring in psychology of like, how do we interact with that food and how does that impact me long-term, right? So that is number one, to just kind of like think about like, how do you think about food? Is there a morality attached to it, right? What do we think about sugar? What comes up for you? And do we need to change the narrative a little bit, right? Now let's dive deeper and just talk about sugar. So I really believe in, you know, balance and consistency over time. I think that's how our bodies were designed. And if I just like put my dietitian hat on and just think about like body metabolism and like just body, you know, how we work at a cellular level, I do believe in having that type of balance, right? Like our human body is expensive to keep alive. We need quite a lot of energy and we need the variety of different foods, right? So we need like our proteins, our carbs, our fat, our micronutrients, water, right? Like there's all of these foods that our body requires um, in different amount of quantities to make sure that we are functioning well. So in my perspective, having sugar in our balanced nutrition, our foundation that we create definitely is part of it, right? Like your body has the ability to digest, absorbs, metabolize sugar very efficiently, right? Especially when we think of like this most simplest form of sugar, which is glucose, which is often what we see when we think of like those added type of sugars. I'm like doing quotes right now with like the added sugars, which is like, you know, what I think people think about typically when we think of sugar, but yeah. So when that happens, when we eat it, your body is fine. Like your body is able to metabolize it. There's no problem, especially when it's part in overall general, like balanced nutrition. Now, I will say, if all we eat is sugar and nothing else, of course, it becomes imbalanced. Of course, it becomes, at that point, maybe more unhealthy. But the same would be true if all you ate were broccoli, right? Or like bananas or whatever. Like if you only ate one particular food group over time and nothing else, then of course, it's not ideal, right? You still get to make that decision if you want to, but it's more about those extremes, right? If consistently over time, I'm nourishing my body using my thought processes and what I understand that my body needs with my emotion and my intuition, of course, sugar will fit in or can fit in without any worries. And I know that the rest is fine too, right? I know that I have my foundation. So my body is like good, right? I think there is this idea with sugar that we start like over or like hyper-focusing on it of like, this is the worst thing. And now I'm looking at like my soup cans and I'm looking at everything that I like that I eat to like start counting the sugar grams. And like, that is too much, my friend, that is too much. And honestly, not necessary. I really don't believe that it's necessary. If we focus on nutrition by addition and really focusing on And again, pause here. If this is important for you, right? If you're like, 
oh, but like, I want to be healthier. I want to learn how to nourish my body. And I'm like, I'm afraid of sugar because of all of the fear mongering that's happening around it. We'll take a step back and really look at it from the perspective of, all right, so if we want to engage in health promoting behaviors, let's look at it from like the macro level of like, what does my body need? How does that look like? What needs to be included? And then we can really work on nutrition by addition. So we're not using a restrictive mindset to nourish ourselves because we know we know that using a restrictive mindset for many of us who've had eating disorder, disordered eating is unhelpful, will create unhealthy dynamics with food, and most likely just will impair that relationship that we have with food, our body, and ourselves. So if we can look at it by nutrition, nutrition by addition, if you're able to be, you know, like, all right, I am noticing that I am eating quite a lot of these types of food, and I'm, it's maybe replacing another type of food then let's work on it from that perspective of addition, right? So again, it's not to say that you cannot be mindful of the choices that you make, but it's like lowering the moral um, intensity of it, right? And really understanding that like, it's really not like your body can handle quite a lot and your body is able to, again, process, digest, utilize, like all of these things are there and it is not, the number one enemy, right? Like nothing bad will happen. And um, when we are able to mix it up with like our balanced nutrition and adding all of those pieces. Now, the second thing I want to add here is the stress level. I thoroughly believe that the stress that we have around food and how we eat is worse than any food that we eat. Right. And I believe that because I have seen, and I'll tell you about studies in a moment, but folks who get so, we get so stressed about how we eat, right? And it makes sense when we think of the culture that we live in that like hyper focuses on certain foods, demonizes other foods, attaches your worth to the food that you consume. It makes sense that we start to get real stressed out about it, right? Because we want to do it right, right? And that stress that we have, um, around food, studies have shown that it actually interferes with our ability to digest and absorb food. It actually interferes with our metabolic pathways, right? And allowing ourselves to metabolize and use the energy efficiently, which makes sense because when our body's stressed, our body doesn't know that it's like a psychological stress of like, oh, you're stressing about carbs today. Your body just knows that there's stress and stress is a threat, right? Like it indicates that there is a possible threat. So our body is more reactive. So if we can work on that piece of relationship with food, relationship with sugar, being able to change the narrative, remove the morality from it and reduce our stress, I really think that that's going to have a bigger impact long-term on our health than actually just eating sugar, right? Now, the third thing around sugar consumption that I wanted to touch base on and when it can maybe become more unbalanced is if sugar is taking the place of other foods, right? Like if I am not eating my breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, because instead I'm having, um, you know, just a sugar, whatever, like candy all day long, and I'm not eating other foods that my body requires, then of course it can become less balanced. Again, I do want to emphasize that this can happen with any type of food group right? It doesn't just happen with sugar. Like if I were to do that with apples and only eat apples every day, same thing, same thing, same thing, right? So 
this is like also a moment to just kind of look maybe at your own, uh, you know, relationship with food, your own nutrition and kind of assessing like where does sugar fit in? How does it fit in? Does it replace other foods? If so cool, can I add the other foods back? And just really seeing it from a like judgment-free zone. We're curious over judgmental. We're just kind of checking in, like what is our relationship to sugar and how does it fit in? Right. And then the last thing that I do want to check on is that everybody's nutritional needs is very different. And there are some people that maybe metabolize it differently, right? I think about folks who maybe have PCOS or um, diabetes or any type of like hormonal um, or insulin sensitivities. Sugar may be metabolized a bit differently, and we may need to have some nutrition interventions in there to make sure that we are supporting you in your body and doing it in a way that feels good for you. This is not general population, right? Like this is really specific stuff. Like I know for myself, for example, with my own health panels <laughs> and like what I'm going through, there are some things that I want, I may want to be more careful with, or I should, I, careful is not the word I want to use, but there are things that I need to be more mindful of in the way that I eat to support me overall. That doesn't mean that the food itself is bad. That doesn't mean that my worth, depending on what I eat, changes. It's just like knowing yourself, knowing your body, being able to be intentional, right? And then sometimes you're not too, and that's okay too, (laughs) right? Like it doesn't need to be all or nothing. Like it's that consistency over time, right? And then the last thing I do want to talk about, because this comes up a lot, is the addiction to sugar, can we be addicted to sugar? So I will say this, what, first and foremost, the way that you define your experience, the way that you perceive it, I think is valid and like matters, right? Like if, if I've had clients who have told me I am addicted to it, that's how it feels. That's how I interpret the relationship I have with it. That's how I feel. That's how it is for me. I'll never say like, no, 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 no. You cannot be addicted. Like, no, this is not your experience. Right. Cause I really do value your own lived experience and how it feels for you. So that's the first thing I want to say, like, if that's how it feels for you, we respect that. And then we work with that. But in the grand scheme of things, I don't believe in food addictions the same way that we would see like substance use addictions. Right. I don't believe that we can be addicted to food in that way based on, you know, when we think about the different like neurotransmitter and different like dopamine releases, like one of the things that comes up all of the time is especially with like diet culture and like very like health gurus account. Again, my quotes are, are there, um, is this idea of, well, you know, when you look at brain scans, you release like as much dopamine or similar amounts of dopamine when you eat food or when you eat sugar than if somebody does cocaine, right? Like, have you guys ever heard this before? Like, oh, it's the same. So let's like unpack that a moment. Dopamine release is okay, right? And it's not necessarily that that would make someone be addicted because we also get dopamine release when we play with our kids, when we pet our dogs, when we listen to music and we don't have this idea that we don't have this like feeling of being addicted to listening to music because we love how it is and we have dopamine release, right? 
when we look at studies and when these studies have been done with rats, what we will cause the like addiction behaviors or is that how they, yeah, the addiction, like behaviors, quote unquote, was the restriction prior to the consumption. So for example, with rats, what they saw is that rats who had ongoing access to sugar, nothing really happened, right? Like they had some, they left some, they just kind of like lived their lives and their cage life was good. Rats who were deprived from sugar and um, when they had access to it started to have those like addicted like tendencies of like over um, consuming it. They became very agitated without it. Like there, there was more of those types of tendencies. But what they saw from these um, studies, it's not that it was the sugar itself, but more likely the restriction prior to actually having access to it. And that's a huge difference, right? It's not about the food. It's like how we approach the food, how we feel about the food, the mindset behind it. Are we restricting ourselves or are we allowing it to be? Are we allowed, are we enabling like our trust in ourselves to be like, I get to be surrounded by this and like, it's still fine, right? Okay, I also want to add, as I have been like editing this podcast, I'm like listening to myself and I'm like, I feel like I missed an important point. So I'm just coming back here to also say that it's also okay to like food and it's also okay to get dopamine release when we eat. Deriving pleasure from food is not a bad thing. I think there's another like layer to this where like diet culture has started to make us feel bad for enjoying food, make us feel addicted for enjoying food. That is not the issue. Enjoying food is never the issue. You are allowed to love food. Actually having satisfaction with our meals increases our satiety levels, like it's just so good. So loving food, having a good relationship where food can, we can derive pleasure from it is actually a good thing. And like getting dopamine release from food, there's nothing bad about it. Okay, let's get back. So I don't believe we can be addicted to food truly, like the real addiction terms. And even if we were, like, even if it was a thing, which I don't believe it is, um, abstinence is not a model we can use with food, right? Like if we think about drugs and alcohol, sometimes they'll use an abstinence model, which means we don't take any drugs or alcohol, you remove it. We cannot do that with food because your human body requires food to stay alive. So we cannot use an abstinence model, even if you have the feelings of being addicted to the food itself, because I truly believe that that type of restrictions will make things worse. Right. And I say all of this from someone who I used to believe that I was addicted to food. Like these are words that came out of my own mouth in the past of like, I am addicted to food. I don't have control. I can't stop myself. Sugar is like the worst because it's so palatable. Like I just want to taste it. Nothing tastes as good as sugar tastes. Like I have felt and lived all of these things. And through the healing journey and through now, like it's been so many years that I have recovered. Um, I truly have that understanding that it was never about the food. Even when in those moments, it feels like it's the freaking food. It does. I know it does. But it's not about the food. It's really the relationship that we have with ourselves, with food, with our body that need to be worked on. So then we can have a very aligned relationship with food where food feels easy, food feels stress-free, right? And that's what we want. Like we want food to just be there 
support us when we need it, then we get to move on. Like we don't want to feel like food is like such a big part of our brain all of the time, right? That's when that relationship with food starts to take over. Like it starts to take over our life. And that's what we need to work on, right? So to summarize today, um, sugar is not bad. Maybe we'll just call the podcast this. Sugar is not bad. You can eat sugar and you're going to be fine. Nothing bad will happen to you. We can still focus on balance, making sure that sugar is not replacing other foods. You know, like again, if health is something that's important to you and we want to engage in that, you know, health promoting behaviors with food, we want to just make sure that we meet our like nutrition foundation. Um, and I've done a podcast on nutrition foundation a couple of weeks back. So if you're like, what are we talking about here with nutrition foundation? You can definitely go check that out. Um, but sugar does fit in, right? And nothing bad when you like happens when you have sugar, your body is able to metabolize it, digest it, use it as fuel. Like all of these things happen naturally. Stressing about food is probably worse for us than the food themselves. Working on food morality to make sure that we are lowering the intensity at which we see food, right? Like just allowing food to just be food. There's no better or worse food and really being able to decouple like my worth as a human from what I eat. Those are the things that I believe truly, truly matters. And then when we work towards becoming an intuitive eater, the goal of becoming an intuitive eater is that we then get to balance out our thought processes, our emotions, our intuition with food, right? Not restricting yourself and not dieting does not lead you to um, a place where, you know, it's a free for all with food. I think that's definitely one of the misconceptions around being anti-diet is that like, you just don't care anymore. And again, that is not true. Like we can still really work towards having that balance, understanding how we or like the way that we eat and how it impacts us for your own body. Like all of these things can happen when we are no longer dieting. And then we don't have that restriction restriction response to different foods. I'm really curious to hear what your perspective on sugar or on this podcast is, what you maybe have heard around it, what you'd like for me to debunk around it. So definitely go to my Instagram at The Balanced Dietitian and, and comment on the post. Let me know, like, what are your thoughts? What have you heard? What do you want me to debunk? I am like on this mission <laughs> to dismantle diet culture because it's shit and like nobody does well with it. It's not supportive. It sucks. I just want us to all have a great relationship with food because it truly changes your life. So let me know. I'm here to answer all of your questions. And on that note, my friend, I will catch you next week in the next podcast episode.